it's God first, other second, yourself third. The unique and cool thing about it is if you have that perspective, it comes back around to benefit you. Iwoo Hoops presents The Pursuit. Go inside the locker room as Iwoo Hoops trades the pursuit of me for the pursuit of three. Welcome to episode 13 of The Pursuit. I'm Jeff Clark, and I'm one of the basketball coaches at Indiana Wesleyan. In our last episode, you heard about the team's big win after our three-game losing streak. Today, we're going to talk to Ben Carlson about what happened next. We've heard a lot about his leadership of the team through this point in the pursuit, but today we're going to hear him talk about spiritual leadership. We have a strong belief that spiritual leadership must start with a deep and abiding prayer life. And Ben's going to take you inside his mind during a prayer meeting when it seemed like God just showed up and did things that only he could do. We've seen time and time again when God has moved in prayer in ways that are beyond us, and we hope to convey that in this episode. Coach Tonigal is one of the deepest men of prayer I've ever met, and he's going to join us in the second half to reflect on Ben's interview, as well as talk about the role prayers played in leading this program over 13 years. We hope this episode sparks a lot of conversation and thought about prayer. Remember, if you have any questions, hashtag AskOutOfYouHoops on Instagram, social media, or Facebook. We're joined now by Ben Carlson. Ben, we're coming off a game against Bethel that was unlike anything we'd had to that point in the year. Coach Osborne was on last episode talking about the way we played, and we really came out and played at a different level with a a heart that we hadn't seen to that point in the year. But it was coming off a three-game losing streak, and the coaches had been riding you, as you talked about in past episodes. As you guys came off that game, we celebrated Saturday night, then we took Sunday off. What were you thinking as you came into practice on Monday? Yeah, we we came in, and, and I had no idea what to expect. I mean, we I think we wanted to win that game more than we wanted to win a national championship. Like, that's just how bad we wanted that game, and just to, to just turn a page in the season. And um, I still don't think we even played that well, but we we conquered the issue of all right where is the heart of this team and so we're like are the coaches going to be in a good mood are they still going to be hard on us because that produced results so we come in on monday um and, and we really just don't know what to expect i mean we don't know if they're going to try and give us more rest because of how hard we played it, it was we were just curious like okay what what is this practice going to look like and what i remember about that was our fear coming off that game was that the pent-up emotion which drove our success. You see this, the locker room celebration, the sideline celebration, everybody was all in. Sometimes that's not re- sustainable. Mm. So we wanted to reset the heart of this team and say, here's who we want to be going forward. Take us inside what happened that day when you guys came in. Yeah, so we we walk in. Um, we're in our practice uniforms. And the coach brings us in the locker room. We think we're going to watch film and, and kind of break down like the game and – they come in, or we come in, and the coaches say, "All right, we're having we're having a prayer time. We're not practicing this morning. Um, we'll come back in the afternoon and, and go over some stuff, but we're just gonna have prayer time this morning." So the coaches split out or spread out between the whole facility. It's Christmas break, so we're the only ones here. And so one coach in the weight room, one coach in the gym, one coach in the front part of the locker room, one coach in the back part of the locker room, and and uh, we just went around and, and got prayed for by each coach, and that that was just a really, really powerful time. Um, just experiencing um, that level of spiritual intimacy after we had had felt the heart 
um, that team was going to have. And, and that was, I think, the first time in my life I truly felt like God spoke to me so clearly and God spoke through me. Um, and I, I want to get into that specifically, what you felt you heard that day and what happened next. One of the things I remember, we felt so strongly as a staff that we needed to do this. Coach Tonegal had a recruiting trip planned, and he rescheduled it because we wanted to be a part of this. And what we did is we we gave you guys a calendar for you to write down what had happened to that point in the year. And what we wanted you guys to see was there's been a lot of growth, and we're really pleased with how much growth there's been. But then we also left open the months of January, February, March, April, because we wanted to say, is God impressing anything on your heart about the ways we still have yet to grow? And we come back in. We have guys right on the board the ways they feel they've grown, and there's some really powerful things, some things we didn't even know, and it was this great conversation. Then we opened it up. We said, does does anyone have any sense of the direction that we are headed next? Take us inside your response. Yeah, so so just throughout the prayer time, I was, you know what, I'm just going to write one word for each month to kind of sum up um, what had happened and what I think or what I feel is to come and what God had put in my heart, what was coming for us. And uh, so I'm just going to take you through my months. And in January, the word was hope. Um, I felt at that point that we had not lived up to our potential. But in that moment, I felt the personality of our team shifting and that we were going to win a national championship. And so I had this hope that um, just the season was going to change, the direction was going to change. And I actually calculated it like if me and JJ had only lost one more game until the national championship, we'd be the winningest class in school history. And, and I had that feeling coming off a three game losing streak, which, which is just like incredible, <laughs> you know? And so my word for the, the month of um, February for after hope would be presence. Was, I didn't know what the presence was going to be, but we we're going to seek a greater presence of the Holy spirit, a greater presence of, I just didn't know what, and that word ended up being joy. We were seeking a greater presence of joy mm-hmm in our program and in our locker room. Um, and then my word for March, um, was celebration. And I said, at that moment, I said, I, I know we're going to celebrate, um, a celebration of a foundation that was set and the growth that we had. But I, I believed in that moment that we were going to celebrate a national championship. (laughs) And I, I didn't want to get too far ahead of myself in saying that, but in that moment, I truly believed and had peace about that we were going to win a national championship. And then, after that, I said my, my word for the month of April is pursuit. And I think that's something you and I laughed about later is we were kind of dreaming of this podcast. You came up with the name and it was like, wait, that was my word for the month <laughs> right, of right. April. It was like, it was crazy how, how God just laid it out so clearly. Um, and we didn't know what it was going to look like, but it just shows that when you set time aside for God to, to come in and intentionally seek, um, a heart change that, that he's going to have that for you. you know? It really is remarkable to see how those words came to fruition. Mm. When you spoke that day, you probably spoke for eight minutes or so, but what you said was so profound and so well articulated. The coach's jaws just dropped, and I think the players did as well. So I remember talking to you after and just saying, how long have you been thinking about that? Have you been processing that for a while? Do you remember that conversation? Yeah. And, and you said, I've never thought of any of this yeah. stuff before. How do you articulate that? Man, I I really don't know because I think even the moment after I, I talked, I don't know if I could repeat to you what I said. You know, like I had it on paper and I had like the idea in my head, but the gist of what I said, I couldn't even repeat to you. And so I think just through prayer over time, God made each of those words more clear. And I don't think he wanted to reveal every every part of that yet. I think he wanted that message to get out. 
but he was going to reveal the rest of it later and kind of the, the things behind it. So I I can't tell you exactly what happened, but it was the first time I really felt the Holy Spirit just, just overcome me and just use me for, for a greater purpose. And I think if you talk to any man in that room, they would confirm what mm. you just said. It was amazing what you said. Then it was even more amazing how it played out. And we've seen time and time again in this program how prayer has led the way, whether it's in recruiting, in development of players. And in half two of this episode, Coach Tonic was going to come on and talk more about prayer. But when we really pursue God in prayer, it's amazing sometimes what happens. And it, it gives you a greater hunger to pursue him even more aggressively in prayer. Yeah. How do you think that will affect you going forward? Yeah, I think uh, prayer was not even a part of my spiritual life. Even last year, it just was not something that I valued very highly. I think it was something I was almost intimidated by, um, just quiet time. You know, I'm, I've, I've pictured myself as such as an outgoing guy that I really spend time to just sit and just pray and, and just seek God's guidance instead of man's guidance because I just trusted so much that God would speak through other people. Um, and so I think in life now, I'm just going to trust that God is going to reveal it over time to me, whether it be through other people or just through time um, spent with him. So. It's powerful, Ben. Thanks so much for sharing your testimony of this and excited even now that the listeners have heard these words to see how they play out over the next couple of months. And when we come back, Coach Tonegal is going to come on and share about this experience and about how prayer has played such an important part in building the I Am Third culture of our program. This podcast was created to take you behind the scenes of building an I Am Third culture in a basketball program. But IW Hoops believes this philosophy can translate to any context. As we enter this one-minute halftime, we want to let you hear from our sponsor, Insurance Management Group, who is building a culture of I Am Third in the insurance industry right here in Indiana. Here's IMG President Trent Daly. Pursuing the I Am Third lifestyle has helped me grow as a leader in all aspects of life. Putting God first, my colleagues and customers second, and myself third has impacted IMG in ways I couldn't have imagined. At IMG, we have a passion for people and helping them achieve their goals. We are not just an insurance agency. We are a culture and an experience. You should expect more from your insurance agent. Visit us now at www.insmgt.com. Now back to the second half. We're joined again by Coach Tonegal talking about spiritual leadership and prayer. Coach, you heard Ben talk about this prayer meeting that happened in January this season. As you look back over the last 13 years, what role has prayer played in building an I Am Third culture? I think there's probably nothing big that has happened in our program that first wasn't preceded by prayer. You look at recruiting, and we spend an awful lot of, amount of time praying about recruiting. And each and every player that, that, that shows up here, we feel like has, has been called to this place. We look at the big enhancements to our programs, whether it's supporters that have been brought in and, and things we have specifically prayed about. And I think you go all the way to the national championship games. And in all three games, we wake up and the first thing we say we're going to do is we're going to spend some time in prayer as a team. And, you know, in that big moment with everything going on to say this is the priority of, of what we want right now, I think says that prayer has played a huge part in our program. And I even think of recruiting. I know early on as we were building the program, we just committed that every day we were going to pray together, specifically about recruiting. And I remember there's days we hated our team, we hated each other, we hated our jobs, but we just committed. We're going to pray, and the way God's answered those over time has really been remarkable. Maybe you could share an example 
uh, specifically to tell the, sto- the story of prayer to our listeners where maybe they could put their hands around it a little bit more? Yeah, I think for me, it's been learning prayer. It's, it's learning prayer from you. I think you brought that passion early on. And then it's learning from our players. I mean, so many of our guys have blown me away by the by the, the way they've prayed and, and their boldness. And one of them would be Johnny Marlin. I, we're at the father-son retreat. And the night before, I asked Johnny to speak. And I don't know if he had a clue what he was going to speak about, but he, he really spent a lot of time in prayer. He took it very seriously. And the next day, he he stands before our team, and, and in a way that only Johnny could do, in a very special way, just he led us from the heart, and he, he, he casted a vision that he felt like the Lord had, had laid upon his heart about digging ditches, and uh, it was motivating, and it was challenging, but we really didn't know what it fully meant, but, but that was the idea. Now, you guys go dig. You guys go spend time in prayer as a team. You guys go pursue the Lord and do the hard work, but also have, have that balance of having some faith, and that was the journey of that year was to go dig ditches and and it wasn't but five months later we found ourselves in the national championship game talking about how we were going to go dig some ditches yeah that morning when we wake up and johnny leads the the fathers and sons in prayer and we hear from josh may where he was up at 2 a.m praying in the shower that's just what drove johnny i think of the the story where you had asked our athletic director mark DeMichael to to meet in the locker room to pray at 11 o'clock thinking 11 a.m. Well, he shows up at 11 p.m. for a prayer meeting in our locker room and walks in and Aaron Murray and maybe a couple other guys, I forget, are, are having a prayer meeting, having their hands on lockers, praying for guys, writing specific Bible verses, praying for each other. That stuff adds up over time. Can you talk about the compound interest of prayer over the course of not just one moment of prayer before God, but when you're committed to pray every day? Yeah, I think I've, I'm learning, and it's been such a journey, is that prayer is not about just getting things from God, but it's really about getting Him. And as a coach, how easy is it to just go to Him with all these needs? God, I need wins. God, I need recruits. God, I need more resources. But at the end of the day, it's about if He were to give us everything we wanted, He'd be a pretty cruel God, right? If, as a parent, if I give my kids everything they want, I'm a pretty cruel parent. I, I've got to have some discernment and wisdom. And God knows what we need, and often what we need is more of Him. And so the more... We, the more time we spend in prayer, the more relationship we're developing with him. And that over time, I think, has been the growth of prayer within our program. I want to go back to Ben's story from the first half because it was truly a remarkable moment. He spoke, and what he said was so clear. He said he'd never thought about it before. And then over the next couple months, every single thing that he said came true. That's something that's hard to even have a category for. What happened in that room with Ben? I think it, it freaks some people out when you say this person heard from the Lord because it's is it did he hear an audible voice did he see something? The reality is God speaks in a lot of different ways and and He spoke something to Ben that day that Ben was able to articulate very clearly to our team and it was an encouraging word at a very desperate time and in a very difficult moment and 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 what Ben shared and how he shared it he, the team walked away from that day with you know what. We can move forward as a group. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy, but but there's hope. And and I often think that as a leader, if you want to make yourself indispensable, if you want to make yourself of value to any organization, find a way to give to other people. And in that moment, Ben gave an encouraging word, and it was something we really we really grabbed onto for the rest of the season. One of the things that that blows my mind, and Ben talked about it a little bit, but um, didn't tell the whole story. When we started planning out this podcast, we were talking about what it would look like and 
what we would do, and we even named it the pursuit, trading the pursuit of me for the pursuit of three. And the first thing we did was go back to Ben's words for each month to tell the story of the season. And we saw he had labeled April and May with the word pursuit. And when we put those together, we just saw, again, Ben's words coming true and coming to life. And it's really just amazing to see. But I think maybe some listeners are listening to this saying, well, how do I put my hands around that? It seems so foreign. It seems so far out there. I'm not that spiritual. It's hard. I sit down to pray and I start to think about what I'm going to eat for breakfast or I fall asleep. How would you encourage leaders to just start praying from from the ground up? Yeah, it blows my mind, first off, that, that God not only speaks, but he also listens. Um, the God who created us, the God of the universe. So we have his word, which we know he speaks, but he, but he also asks us to speak back to him. And I don't think God listens to us because we're spiritual or better than anybody. We just tune our ears to him. And I, you'd be amazed at what you can hear when you stop and you listen, right? It happens all the time in nature. But I think if we just stop and listen to God and, and maybe slow down, maybe tune ourselves, we'll begin to hear things and we'll begin to hear things for other people like Ben did. And when you do that, so many people benefit. I was a huge beneficiary of Ben's words and everybody could go on down the line and say, this is what I heard and this is how it encouraged me in that very difficult moment. And our hope really is this podcast and this conversation sparks more conversation, whether you're reaching out to us as leaders or maybe amongst your own staff or the people you teach or lead, you start talking about prayer and praying together. And let's just put before God what it is that we desire and just ask him to move in ways. And as we continue to pursue him, tell stories to each other about what God's doing and how he's moving. And and I think we'll all look back and be amazed at what he's done in, in response to our prayers. On our next episode, we're going to talk about being in the zone. In a big game in conference play, Kyle Manga scored 24 straight points. He's going to join us in the first half and talk about what it's like to be in the zone. You know, you just can't wait to get the opportunity to to shoot or get that open look because in that moment you just feel like everything can go in. And then in the second half, Jacob Johnson and Ben Carlson will join to share about playing with the player who's feeling it. See you next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Pursuit. If you were challenged to grow from this podcast, please rate or review us on your podcast platform or share with those you know as it helps multiply the impact. If you have a question you would like to ask Hoops on a future episode, hashtag AskIWooHoops or email jeff.clark at indwes.edu. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at IWooHoops. Join us next time right here on The Pursuit. And remember, if you want to be first, first find a way to be third.